It's Monday. It's April 11th. And the word of the day is mumpsimus, which means an old idea or tradition that still gets followed despite being grossly unreasonable given today's knowledge. Hmm. Used in a sentence, mumpsimus isn't dead, it's surely alive. <laughs> right. Amazing that they'd have a single word for all the stuff my dad thinks. Weird. <laughs> anyway, I'm No Illusions. I'm Heath Enright. And broadcasting delayed from America's Far Center, we are the Skeptocrats. On episode 35, the Panama Papers make doing a political comedy show unnecessarily complicated and researchy. Indiana women seeking an abortion will have to answer these questions three. <laughs> Numerous forest critters will throw their official endorsement behind Bernie Sanders. And a poor naming choice by George Mason University comes back to bite them in the Antonin Scalia school. <laughs> but first, the Roundup. On the newswire tonight, Alaska Airlines announced plans to acquire Virgin American for $4 billion. And assuming the exchange rate hasn't changed since I looked this up on Saturday, that's approximately 15,103,599,950 shekels over the biblical requirement for virgins. So it seems like a good deal for Branson. <laughs> but stuff doesn't count. In fiscal policy. Donald Trump announced last week that he's got a plan to eliminate the $19 trillion national debt within eight years. Huh. It involves some very important people he knows in Nigeria, but that's all he's <laughs> going to say till he's elected. Uh, that's all he's going to say. Good. Mexico City achieved more door <laughs> levels of pollution this week, with smog levels rising to more than 50% over the acceptable healthy limit. Mexican authorities responded to American calls for tighter pollution regulations by hoping that we were enjoying all their drug dealers and rapists. <laughs> In teaching aids, Senator Cory Booker introduced a bill that would require public schools to have sex ed class be educational and about sex. Revolutionary. Much like math class isn't allowed to be about... Avoiding a mathy lifestyle. <laughs> Fellow Senator Barbara Boxer agreed, pointing out that abstinence-only sex ed has neither sex nor ed discuss. Right. Yeah, right. In Armenia this week, people continue to murder each other over shit that happened 800 years ago. Constantly. <laughs> they also laughed at how petty and stupid Israel and Palestine are being. Yeah, right. In musical politics... Bruce Springsteen canceled a concert that was scheduled to happen last weekend in North Carolina as a protest against a new state law that imposes bathroom requirements on transgender people should they choose to digest things. Right. And if Bible-inspired laws that legalize bigotry are a problem for the boss, he may need to cancel tour dates in something like 49 other states. Yeah, and most of the countries. In a related story, apparently Bruce Springsteen is still alive. Hmm. Who knew? <laughs> In international relations, North Korea been talking shit again. The nation's man-baby-in-chief threatened a genocide against the United States on Monday, so that's real. That really happened. America... Remained defiantly ungenocided throughout the week, though a slight uptick was observed in the anal monkey insurance market. Wait, like insuring your ass monkey or insuring against, against ass monkey? Against, 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 yeah, exactly, okay. exactly. It's a bear market. <laughs> in, yes, this is technically ironic, according to one of the definitions I found, the notoriously decaffeinated Mormon church recently signed a franchising agreement with Starbucks to open up new locations inside 10 LDS temples around the world. Huh. 
pedants, feel free to tweet at Eli Bosnick if you disagree with the usage of ironic there. Or anything else, yeah. <laughs> Mabuba Mufti, leader of the People's Democratic Party, became the first female chief minister of Kashmir this week, an achievement respectable enough for me not to make a joke about the word boob appearing in her first name. Mabuba. And I'm not saying shit. Hope you know how hard that is. Mufti pubes. <laughs> in trading... Pershing Square Capital Management Hedge Fund lost way too much money during the first quarter of 2016, and as a result, CEO William Ackman may be replaced by the company's board. In related news, some theoretical group of other investors profited exactly the amount Pershing Square lost. That's how it works, so, yeah. In some sense, nothing was once again accomplished in the world of trading. <laughs> Russian President Vladimir Putin announced the creation of a new internal military force and never have 13 words seemed more comfortable coalescing into a sentence. <laughs> Putin claims the new National Guard will fight against terrorism and organized crime. So it's mostly an anti-competition thing, as near as I can tell. <laughs> it sounds like you just hired a bunch of mercenaries to kill each other. Interesting. <laughs> That's basically In it. Well-marked vans. The Uber ride-sharing company agreed to a $25 million settlement last week in order to avoid a lawsuit against them for lying about the strength of their background checks and the resulting hiring of lunatics to drive people around. Mm -hmm. They also promised to stop calling their service the safest ride on the road, at least until getting in a car with an unvetted stranger actually <laughs> becomes the safest ride on the road. Updates to follow. Yeah, yeah. The National Assembly of Vietnam replaced the nation's prime minister last week. A guy named Dung was replaced by a guy named Fuck, and I'm... Physically unable to take this shit seriously. I'm sorry. I'm a human being. I have limits. In fairness, though, George Bush probably means like Alabama hot pocket in Vietnam or something. <laughs> and finally, if it didn't before, right, well, if it yeah, didn't before, it yeah. <laughs> and finally, in post-genocide sports etiquette, during a recent broadcast, ESPN host Bamani Jones wore a Cleveland Indians parody T-shirt with the word Caucasians instead of Indians, and featuring a a white guy version of the team's horribly racist Chief Wahoo mascot. Is that his name? Yeah, wow. that's his name. In response, a spokesman for the franchise released a statement assuring Mr. Jones that they have lots of friends who are Blackhawks and Redskins. <laughs> I was sure this was going to be a spokesman for white people. And, of course, <laughs> we'll have more on this week's top stories coming right up in Headlines. Joining me for headlines tonight is fellow skeptic rat, Noah Illusions. Noah, would you like to warm up with an offensive remark about the physical appearance of a former Supreme Court justice? <laughs> Any former Supreme Court justice at all, <laughs> off the top of your head. As a matter of fact, um, hey, Henry Billings Brown, you look like <laughs> Hubert Humphrey raped the Quaker Oats guy. Thanks. I needed to get that out of my, out all right. my system. I appreciate all stretched that. out. Yeah. And uh, before we get to our first headline, let's check in with Twitter real quick and make sure we didn't miss something important. And it turns out we almost did. But didn't. Yeah. Trending this week was hashtag cat books. So close one. <laughs> Would you like to play or pass? Well, it just so happens I have a lot of familiarity with kitty literature. So okay. I'm going to go with Ulmuf <laughs> Caps Lock Tab. Well done, but uh, I think they're going for something like, uh, you know, the Mew Testament. Oh, I see. I Fellowship see. of the String. <laughs> Human's Cradle. Oh, I like that oh, one. Boy. I like that one. I got you. Something like um, the Scarlet Laser. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, this week's random stranger winner was Juan Escalante, who had me toxoplasmosis pretty one day. So well played, Mr. Escalante. <laughs> I, I, I definitely get that one because I'm <laughs> cultured and smart. In our lead story tonight. Somebody told on the rich people. Ooh, it's a big deal. <laughs> you going to be in trouble. <laughs> yeah. And it looks like a whole bunch of them were evading enormous amounts of taxes by funneling income through tax haven countries and hiding wealth in offshore accounts. The hell you say? <laughs> Couldn't believe it when I heard it either. So uh this latest example of greed actually being a bad thing sometimes was uncovered thanks to the Panama Papers. A leak of about 11.5 million documents that detail a decades-long ring of money hiding through a Panamanian law firm called Mossack Fonseca. The list of participants includes world leaders like David Cameron, famous actors like Jackie Chan, top athletes like Lionel Messi, and also lots of not-famous rich people who also stole from their countries yeah, a whole bunch of money. Right, and that's the key here. Stole from their countries. Because, I mean, a lot of people seem to look at tax evasion like it's some fucking game that, you know, you get caught and you don't pass go and you don't collect $200. But it's I don't think it's a coincidence that those aren't the people at the bottom who need a fully funded government to eat and warm up their kids and shit. <laughs> right. So uh, the first question we should all be asking is, doesn't this seem a little too convenient? You know what I mean? Like, For here we are. Me trying to pursue tax evasion by wealthy elites, and then all of a sudden, a big group of wealthy elites ends up getting caught evading taxes? Like, pretty big coincidence. Oh, is it's it? like a secret group of different wealthy elites must have orchestrated the whole thing. Oh, for fuck's sake. And uh, I'm not the only one who's thinking the same thing. <laughs> Are you excited about where this is going? Okay, wait a minute, wait a minute. We're talking about an actual provable worldwide conspiracy to fuck the little guy Mm -hmm. perpetrated by a massive group of well-known celebrities, politicians, and financial mavens yeah, exactly. be being mm -hmm. explained away with a conspiracy theory. <laughs> you got it. They finally have it. This is like the snake swallowing <laughs> on his fucking tail and going back for seconds. Yeah, the lizard alien snake swallowing its oh, yeah, tail. Real, yeah. Right, exactly. So uh, here's a quick breakdown of some of the theories on this that you just can't find in the corrupted mainstream media. I wonder why. Which is why I went to vice.com for a nicely compiled list. I'm going to start with the most obvious theory, which is based on the fact that there were very few prominent Americans named in the leak. And, of course, that's because this was all organized by the Western capitalist media conspiracy that wants to discredit enemies of the U.S. and the U.K., like Vladimir Putin, whose close associates appeared in the documents. And... um Unless you consider prime minister to be prominent, no, no big uh, British people either in, in the league. So, you have any thoughts on this? Uh, that rich Americans are still pissed about losing the canal, so they they hide their money in the Cayman Islands instead. Right. Okay. Uh, I'm going to give you uh, your choice for the next one. Would you like to hear about how the CIA did it, how George Soros did it, or how the Jews did it? Hmm. Okay. Well. I'm pretty sure the Jews would just use chew magic, obviously. Spoilers. And George, Spoilers. Oh, right, right. You still got to, and I mean, George Soros would probably just hire some magical Jews. Spoilers. So of the three, I guess the only <laughs> one wholly incapable of pulling off an act of international espionage is the CIA. So we can start there. <laughs> All, right. All right. Good Can't choice. Can't imagine how they'd do it. And uh, this one comes directly from John McAfee, the antivirus guy, and also Alex Jones during a recent episode of Jones's radio show. So- Credibility established. Hells yeah. During their interview, Jones described the leak as follows. Quote, 
This is a blackmail operation. Clearly, it's a way to bring in more regulations, more international law, end quote. And uh, McAfee had similar feelings, which also happened to be my favorite sentence of the segment, referring to the large consortium of journalists that vetted the documents and broke the story. McAfee said, quote, every single one of them is a CIA. <laughs> Sick. I see. OK, but, but, but I still want to go back to Alex Jones's understanding of how blackmail works. Because because <laughs> let me have more international regulations or I'll already have released these papers is <laughs> not a valid blackmail type of no, that's that like, works. It's like getting blackmailed by the Cheshire cat. <laughs> the fuck is he talking about? It's like Bob Odenkirk is the kidnapper. Yeah, it, it doesn't right. Work. OK, so uh, we've still got George Soros did it and also the Jews did it. Mm. And uh, since these two are probably connected, I'm going to put them together here. So first of all, just for context. Keep in mind that Soros's Open Society Foundation helps fund the International Consortium of Investigative Journalists, which gotcha. are exactly the type of people that investigated these alleged documents. And that ties in perfectly with reports from veterans today that suggest a so-called Zio Anglo-American criminal cabal <laughs> is controlling the media for the New World Order. Oh, I see. And uh, also um, Mossad. Did something, and that's how the Panama Papers are going to show us that 9/11 was probably the Jews, and George Soros, and the West. Clearly, clearly. Damn you, Zio Anglo American criminal cabal with the tangential assistance of Mossad. <laughs> and in primary coloreds news tonight, the white people got to vote again, much to the dismay of Clinton supporters. What are you going to do? Last week's Wisconsin and Wyoming primaries marked eight losses for Clinton in the last nine contests, and staffers just can't jingle their keys loud enough. Granted, the Wyoming primary ended up splitting 14 delegates evenly, and the the big win in Wisconsin only netted Bernie a 10-delegate advantage, which leaves him still 250 delegates behind, even before superdelegates are factored in. That being said, the Clinton camps counting on all the states that never vote Democratic in the presidential election strategy is starting to so show a few flaws around the edges. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Much like the Electoral College and the two-party system. No shit. And uh, also, whatever it is we're calling the process by which Donald Trump is the GOP frontrunner and <laughs> the other choice is Ted Cruz. Thunderdome. Yeah. Uh, how are those guys doing, by the way? Well, well, uh, funny that you should ask. Ted Cruz trounced the living fuck out of Trump in a turn of events that may or may not be more or less terrifying. I don't know. Right, right. And what many are hoping are the first signs of the Trump campaign imploding. He suffered a surprising 13-point loss to Franken-Reagan amidst a hard week of answering <laughs> questions about his physically abusive campaign manager and trying to decide how many public lashes abortionees deserve. Okay, honestly, in terms of the GOP, I have no idea... What I'm rooting for or against. I just have no idea. <laughs> right. It's like watching two uncoordinated crazy people fight over a grenade right next to me. <laughs> I don't really have a favorite outcome. It's a hell of an analogy. No idea. Now, as a Clinton supporter, I will admit that I'm a bit nervous about the last few primaries, and while I'd happily vote for Bernie Sanders' toenail fungus over anything left in the GOP barrel, I do still think that Hill Dog gives us the best president in the end. So I, I want to make sure that all the Bernie supporters list, uh, that, that are listening to the show understand that A, the other side has Donald Trump and Ted Cruz, and B, Hillary will apparently let us see the aliens. 
That, according to uh, former Bill Clinton chief of staff, current chairman of the Hillary Clinton presidential campaign and distressingly crazy UFO nut John Podesta, who promised the American people by way of CNN's Jake Tapper that if elected, Hillary would let us see what was really going on at Area 51. (laughs) And with more on this story, we turn to roving reporter Lucinda Lusions, who is live at Area 51. Lucinda, what are you hearing there? Kind of a buzzing, beeping sound and something like a... Okay, uh, have you been allowed to record? I'm sorry, any... Heath, let me, okay. let me correct that real quick. I'm being told that I've heard nothing of the sort. Uh, just the hum of an air conditioner and the chatter of busy workers who aren't dissecting anything, let alone aliens. <laughs> I see. So, have you been allowed access to, uh, I'm sorry, any Heath, the... I'm being told I'm not being told oh. that. It's just true. Wait, what? What? No. That, that's what I asked you. I, sorry, I asked you sorry what? Heath. I'm being told that nobody ever told me that I didn't hear the weird alien sounds. I just didn't. Well, then just be more clear in your instructions. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. Lucinda, are you talking to me? Or? Nothing. What nothing? Is what I heard. I'm, I'm sorry. What are you talking about? I, nothing? Yeah, nothing. Oh, for fuck's sakes. I, I mean just nothing, I guess. <laughs> are you being told what to say at gunpoint right now i'm being told that i'm not heath and apparently i'm fucking that up somehow because this dude is getting pissed off over everything at this point what dude the dude who isn't telling me this heath (laughs) i see i I also haven't seen any armies of autonomous zero gravity nuclear death bots heath what i I said i haven't haven't (laughs) Um... jesus fucking Uh, apparently i have to go yeah, kind of figured. All right. And the password to get into the sub-basement isn't turtle sperm for food. <laughs> Thank you, Lucinda. And in economy class citizens news tonight, Israeli Jewish women may have finally found their Rosa Parks in 81-year-old retired lawyer and Holocaust survivor Renee Rabinowitz, who recently filed a gender discrimination lawsuit against the country's national airline, El Al. And as you might have already guessed, This was in response to a recent trip during which flight attendants guilted her into changing seats Mm -hmm. in order to satisfy the demand of an ultra-Orthodox Jewish man who believes he can't sit next to females for fear he'll contract a wicked case of the ovaries. I I guess, yes. Uh, Well, you know what, sir? There are no women in the uh, luggage bay. Nor, nor on the wing. <laughs> right. But you can sit out there, tie yourself down with your little payas or something. <laughs> sit cross-legged. So, uh, my first question, is that in the Torah? Mine was what the and fuck? And no. Nonetheless, when Ms. Rabinowitz asked the guy why he would demand that an old woman with a cane get up and move seats, he tried to claim that it was a rule from the Torah. At which point she corrected him, or caught him lying, whatever you want to call that. Yeah, right. And then finally, he tried to argue that there's a general understanding about how a pious man doesn't put himself in a dangerous situation. What? Apparently, there was a risk he might rape the woman next to him if she was within raping distance. Oh, I see. If she stays out of his wheelhouse, there won't be any problems. (laughs) He's so pious. So it's on women to maintain that three-foot rapious. Well, yeah, because I know when I'm sitting next to an 81-year-old woman, my first concern is that I'm not going to be able to make it through the flight without having to sneak away and rub one out uh, over the way she sucked the lacquer off of that Werther's. What the (laughs) fuck is wrong with these people? (laughs) And uh, also worth noting, Elal thought they might be able to avoid situations like this by installing screens that separate some of their seats. Oh, for fuck's sake. Presumably to contain the 
uncontrollable spray of menstrual blood coming from female passengers, <laughs> which, as we've mentioned before with stories like this one, is often at the root of the problem. But considering their original assigned seats had the spray shield, and again, <laughs> she's 81 years old, right. given those two facts, I don't see why the airline needed to honor this guy's demand. It seems <laughs> ridiculous seems, for those reasons. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And in wine and Jesus news tonight, a new study from Lifeway Research shows that American Christians are whinier bitches now than they've ever been before. According to their data, 60% of Americans believe that religious liberty is on the decline in America, though, to be honest, they might be referring to all the calls to close the mosques and kick out the Muslims. But the more interesting finding to me is that 43% of Americans say that Christians complain too much about how they're treated, up 9% since 2013. So note the overlap here. At least 3% of respondents agree that Christians have less religious liberty and still want them to shut the fuck up about it. Yeah. For, for me, there is no level of religious liberty at which I wouldn't still want Christians to shut the fuck up about yeah. it. Like, they actually started getting persecuted. I'm cool with like court cases, letters to congressmen, all that kind of stuff. But regardless, I don't want to hear about it personally. Like I'm yelling at the subway preacher either way. Like, <laughs> agree. We shouldn't have branded you guys. Okay. That was over the top, but still shut the fuck up. 7 a.m. supposed to put on your wrist or forehead. Of course, what this really means is that the vast majority of American Christians are buying into this bullshit God's not dead to persecution narrative. So despite their continued inability to find a single genuine example of them being persecuted, they're still convinced. Of course, to be fair, they've been practicing that on Jesus for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Christians would kill for a Holocaust of their own to cry about. Wouldn't they? Super jealous about that. <laughs> But alas, thus is the plight of the American Christian. Very sad. Well, yeah, I mean, because that other one was just Hitler persecuting them by leaving them out. And in six fetus under news tonight, the wonderful state of Indiana recently passed a law going into effect July 1st, which will make it illegal for a woman to terminate her pregnancy if it sounds kind of mean when you say her reason out loud. Basically, yes. Specifically, she can't make the decision based on any sort of Genetic disorder in the fetus, beyond, of course, being related to the baby murderer. And the rule says she has to be honest when they ask her for her reason at the baby killing place. <laughs> this is the most ridiculous shit. This is why Richard Dawkins had that stroke, Indiana, because of people <laughs> like you. And uh, believe it or not, it gets worse, maybe. Um, the new regulation also includes a mandate that all the aborted fetal tissue must be buried or cremated. Oh, for fuck's sake. And uh, this part hasn't been hammered out yet, but I'm guessing they're going to split the difference and settle on three feet under. I, I see. Anyway, considering the law is both horribly unconstitutional and also maniacally insane, Planned Parenthood, with the help of the ACLU, is suing the state and seeking an injunction because they want to kill more babies. <laughs> <laughs> and this new law kind of slows everything down a little bit. Yeah, yeah, but nothing will stop that train. This is so fucking bizarre. The new argument is, okay, you can have your abortions just so long as society as a whole receives the absolutely minimal benefit from it. <laughs> yeah. That's what, that's what really matters. <laughs> so a uh, couple of thoughts here. First of all, what do these lawmakers think is going to happen if they force Planned Parenthood to do burials i don't people want that a fucking stem cell graveyard <laughs> right. really uh also side note we should make pet 
cemetery. That's, that's <laughs> oh, fuck. Billionaire yes. money. Yes. Out. We won't even need it. Look, look, they actually bury him in the stony ground beyond the thicket, and a bunch of tiny little zygotes and Down syndrome fetuses seeking revenge against abortion <laughs> doctors come crawling out. I bet we could talk David A.R. <laughs> White into funding that script. It's an elevator pitch right there. Hell yeah. Um, but also, uh, <laughs> got a little off track there. More importantly, I'm curious what the enforcement on this is supposed to look like. Like, okay, ma'am, um, why do you want to kill your baby? Five seconds, go. <laughs> uh, I want to kill my baby because... Downs? No, wait, wait, Matt, Matt. Sorry, sorry, but you already said downs too late. What? It's like a rule against Jerry Seinfeld returning a jacket for spite. Right? And about in, abortion. And in one miscegenation under God news tonight, Mississippi RV park entrepreneur and waste of otherwise perfectly good carbon molecules Gene Baker has exposed one of the potential drawbacks to the belt-wide effort to legalize bigotry against gays. Drawbacks. So huh? If you can imagine hmm. that. Turns out that when you legalize bigotry, people don't always hate the right people with it. According <laughs> to Erica Flores Donahue, her and her family were evicted from the park when their new landlord realized that she was married to a colored... And they weren't even old-timey. Right. Unbelievable. <laughs> Traveling all over Mr. Baker's venerated observances. Apparently they isn't his constituency. <laughs> now, Baker, the racist in question, neither denies these allegations nor has to deny the allegations because he can instead invoke the nonosyllabic get-out-of-jail-free card sincerely held religious belief. Though, to be fair, I'm sure it's got 14 syllables when he says it. So, <laughs> a- according to Donahue, he called her a day after she moved in to inform them that his church, quote, don't allow that black and white shacking, end <laughs> That's quote. That's a real quote. I yes, yes, uh-huh. <laughs> so she, she, she explained that they weren't shacking. They were, in fact, married, to which Baker made clear that it's the, the shacking part of the black and white shacking wasn't the... Was it the operative clause? (laughs) That's just, he just had to finish the sentence somehow. And she even offered to get an RV that's 40% smaller, and this guy still wouldn't compromise. (laughs) They are so unreasonable. And finally tonight, from the originalist gangsta file, George Mason University decided last month to honor the late Antonin Scalia by renaming their law school after him. And after much deliberation over different variations on the name, they settled on... The Antonine Scalia School of Law, or ASSOL. They, they named it the asshole. Yes, they did. Yes. The ass of law. You take your pick. I guess their teenagers snickered with approval, so they figured it must be good. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Told these guys they should have gone with the law, comma, Antonine Scalia School of, or the lasso. That's way cooler. Nobody listens. Anyway, just for added humor, the announcement of the name it happened on the day before April Fool's Day, which made it very hard to determine if it was real. But indeed, it appears it was. And George Mason definitely didn't realize in time to pretend it was a joke. Which <laughs> probably wouldn't have worked anyway. They had an out. Well, I mean, there's also the possibility that somebody just answered, you know, like, what should we name the Antonin Scalia Law School with, with, with asshole and then had to walk it back, you know? I could, I could see that happening to me. I could see me winding up in that. No, I meant it as an acronym. <laughs> And uh, also worth noting, George Mason recently received a $10 million donation from the Koch brothers, which is very disappointing because that means until very recently, George Mason was going to be putting lots of Koch money into their asshole. (laughs) Either way, the new name will get official approval this summer, and they seem to be leaning toward the Antonin Scalia Law School at George Mason University, or Azul Sagmu. That's which is uh, clunky. At, at the very now, least, uh, normally yeah. at this point, we'd have a list of 
five name ideas from a really weird group of underpaid intern writers. But turns out we had to let them all go. Yeah, yeah. As it happens, prepubescent orphans and mutilated refugees aren't as tax deductible as we thought they were, so we sent them all to Panama. But we know how much everybody loves listicles, so to make this transition a little smoother, we'd like to offer a top two of our very own. The top two acronym-friendly names for the law school at George Mason. (laughs) All right. Uh, I'm saying they embrace the Coke problem. Just go with it. Call uh-huh. it um, the Coke Mason University Legal Education School or Coke Mules. <laughs> that's, that's, that's better. Um, I'd like to offer up the Antonin Scalia School for Unconventional Constitutional Knowledge, Enigmatic Decisions, Constitutional Originalism, Republican Pandering, and Silly Euphemisms or the <laughs> Ass-Fucked Corpse. <laughs> I lost track. <laughs> thank, you, thank you. And that's going to do it for episode 35. Thanks to No Illusions. Thanks to Lucinda Illusions. And thanks to all the listeners that liked us on Facebook, followed us on Twitter, and sent us feedback on the other various internets. Please keep doing that. Please keep listening, and please keep telling your friends. And if you find the naive stupidity of our giving away a free show business model to be oddly charming, please feel free to send us gifts of money at our donation page at patreon.com slash skeptocrat. Just like... Matthias, Jerry, Suzanne, Scott, Kelly, Tammy, Ashley, Darren, Bridget, Jennifer, and Bart, whose pristine anuses are preferred by four out of five dentists and syrups. And whether or not you're feeling financially benevolent like those fine people, if you enjoyed our brand of whimsy and you'd like to hear more dick jokes free of charge, check out our brother and sister shows, The Scathing Atheist and God Awful Movies, available on iTunes, Stitcher, or the deep web. We just have one last thing. Let's compliment that penist. Special thanks to Ryan Slotnick of Evil Giraffes on Mars. He's the creator of the virtuosic musical stylings you heard today, which were used with his permission. You should definitely check him out using the links we'll provide or by web crawling the only band called Evil Giraffes on Mars. Until next time, catchphrase sign off. All right, one more sip and I'm ready to go.